Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to Fuse, where in this season, we're talking about the big idea of faith. What is it? Where does it come from? What do I do with it? Why do I need it? And we're, we're getting these ideas and these questions from the simple truth that everybody you've ever met has faith in something. If you were to just Google what the definition of faith is, you'd understand and realize that faith is just confidence, right? Like everybody has faith in something. I have faith, confidence right now, that this stool I'm sitting on is gonna hold me. That's why I'm sitting on it. I have faith and confidence that this coffee cup is gonna hold my hot coffee, that it's not gonna leak all over my lap, right? Everybody has faith, confidence in something. And if you look at all the cultures of the world and all the great religions, lots of people have lots of faith in who they believe God to be. See, faith in God is confidence or trust in who you believe God to be. And whether it's Muslims in the Middle East or um, Hindus in the, uh, you know, in the tall mountains of Nepal or Buddhist in the Far East, everyone has faith in who they believe God to be. So what sets me and you apart as followers of Jesus? Well, what sets us apart is our Christian faith. It's our faith, our confidence in Jesus Christ. See, we have confidence in who Jesus is, the Son of God, fully man, fully God, and in what Jesus came to do, which is to die on the cross for our sins, to offer to us eternal, abundant, everlasting life through faith, through confidence in Him. And we get these ideas from the Bible because the Bible actually has a ton to say about faith. There's this part of the Bible that says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. There's this other part of the Gospels where Jesus shows up to this town and it says that he literally couldn't do any miracles there because of their lack of faith. So what is it? Where, where does it come from? How do we get it? How can we look at the Bible and, and learn from people who had faith? Well, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 39, into the first part of verse 11, is a scripture that we've been going back to over and over again in this series. And it's actually something we're trying to memorize together if you're looking for something fun to do with your Fuse group. It says this, we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed. We belong to those who have faith and are saved. And then it says this, now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. And then it has this little line here that we're using to look at in this season, that this is what the ancients were commended for. And when it talks about the ancients, who it's referring to is all of these people way back in the Bible who had different levels of faith and confidence in God, and it caused them to live their life in a certain way that's worth looking at. So for this week, the, the ancient, the character in the Bible we're gonna be looking at is a guy by the name of David. Now you've probably heard the story of David. You've probably heard the name of David before. If you've been around church at all, or you've read the Bible at all, you've probably read something that he wrote or you've read a story that he's mentioned in. So I wanna go through and I wanna read a passage from Hebrews to show you why we're gonna be talking about David and some of the things that he did. Listen to this, because some of this stuff is amazing. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32, 34. The writer of Hebrews says this, what more should I say? 
time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets, and listen to this, who through their faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. All of this they did through their faith. And so what we're going to talk about in the story of David, and if you're taking notes, you want to write something down, you want to have something to kind of highlight to go back to, it's this. It's this idea that faith is patient. See, the story of David, you may have heard, you may be familiar with. You've you've probably heard the story of David and Goliath, right? Where you have this little boy who takes a slingshot and he sinks this stone in the forehead of this giant, right? But did you know that the story of David actually starts not with the moment of him killing Goliath, but with a life of him having faith in God? If you go back to the book of First and Second Samuel, which you could go back and read, it's really, really awesome to read, really fascinating stuff. You can read the whole story of David, but basically the synopsis is this. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, there's a prophet named Samuel who comes to the house of David and he's looking to anoint the next king of Israel. And he sees there's this guy named Jesse who has a bunch of sons and he sees all of his sons and he basically says, he looks at all of them and he doesn't think any of them are supposed to be king. And so he asks Jesse, he says, do you have any more sons? And he's like, yeah, I got this other kid. He's out, he's a shepherd, he's out with sheep, he's out in the field, whatever. And Samuel says, you need to go get him, I need to see him. And when Samuel sees David, he says, this is gonna be the next king of Israel. He anoints him to be king. Now scholars, historians believe that when David was anointed by Samuel the prophet to be king of Israel, that he was somewhere between 10 and 15 years old, which means that would be a lot like a lot of us right around that age range. Somebody comes to you and says, you're gonna be the next king. But then it's not until 2 Samuel chapter five where David actually becomes the king. And again, those same scholars and historians believe that from the time David was told by Samuel the prophet that he's gonna be the king, to the time when he actually becomes the king is another 15 to 20 years. So he's told he's gonna be the king around 13 years old. He actually becomes the king right after he's like 30 years old. And so in that time, David has this amazing life where he's growing and developing his level of faith in God. In 1 Samuel uh, chapter 16 through 2 Samuel 5, when he's anointed king, here's some of the things that happen. He kills Goliath, right? That whole story is amazing. You should go back and read it. Saul, who's the current king, he gets jealous of all of the, um, you know, the reputation that David's getting and all the excitement of all the people that David's getting ready to be the next king because Saul's the current king. So he gets jealous. He tries to kill David by pinning him up against a wall with a spear. David gets married, right? And that whole story is really interesting. You should go read about that. Saul tries to chase David down and kill him. David ends up having to run away and hide in caves. I mean, lots of crazy stuff. David actually goes and he saves a couple of cities. By the way, doing all of this before he turned like 30 years old. So that's pretty awesome. And then something crazy happens. David actually spares or saves Saul's life, not once, but twice. Let me tell you why this is really interesting. Because we're looking at a story where you have a young man who was told he's gonna be king. And then the current king comes and tries to kill him multiple times. And then there's a story in one of the Samuels where you have this 
really incredible opportunity for David to do something that would look like faith, but it actually required a ton of faith not to act. Let me read the story to you. 1 Samuel chapter 24, verse 6 through 7. David says to his men, Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my Lord, the King, the Lord's anointed. What's happened is David has run into a cave to hide from Saul who's chasing him and trying to kill him. And while he's in that cave hiding with a few of his men, Saul, who's trying to kill him by the way, actually comes into the cave and doesn't know that David's there. And so David has this opportunity and some of his guys that are around him are like, man, you need to kill this guy. He's trying to kill you. It's perfect, right? You've been told you're gonna be king. The king's trying to kill you. He's in here in the cave with us. He doesn't know you're here. You can kill him. You can take your place as the rightful king. This is perfect. But David, because of all of these years of building up his faith and his confidence level in God, he understood something about faith. See, faith in God trusts not only in what God says to be true, but also in God's timing. And so David says, why would I put out my hand against him? He's the Lord's anointed. So David persuaded his men with these words and did not permit them to attack Saul. Saul rose up, left the cave, and went on his way. Some of you may have some pretty big dreams about your life, right? You may you may dream about marrying this girl or this guy one day. You may have dreams about going to this college or working this job or maybe playing this sport or I don't know, whatever your dream is. But some of you may also have been praying for some things for a long time, right? Like maybe some of you have a situation with your parents at home that you've been asking God to do something about. Or you have a friend who's maybe starting to make some bad decisions and it really bothers you and worries you. And so you pray for them and you talk to them all the time and it seems like they don't listen or they don't care or maybe some things are not going great in school and you don't know what to do and you've been asking God to help. You're not really sure. Like the truth is that our faith, our confidence in God, our trust in who he is and what he says, it requires us to not just take him at his word, but also to take things at the time that he appoints them to come. Psalm chapter 139, David actually writes this Psalm. This is kind of like his journal that he's writing, which is awesome. He says this, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every single one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there were none of them. So just wanna encourage you with this, that your faith, your confidence in God is gonna grow. And it's gonna grow over time. It's not just gonna grow here in this moment or just super quick. It's gonna grow over time. It's gonna grow over time as you see God over the next several years of your life start to answer some of the prayers that you're praying now. Some of these dreams that are set in your heart about who you wanna be and what you wanna do and where you wanna go and all of those things, God is gonna come through on his word and on his promises. But faith in God trust in who God is, it requires patience. It requires us to be okay with God doing things the way he wants to do them at the time when he wants to do them. So let me pray for us. Father, thank you for all of these men and women that are growing in our level of confidence and trust and faith in who you are and what you can do in the dreams and goals that you've placed inside of us that we're hoping to be true. 
So Father, I just pray for everybody that's listening to this, that, that their level of faith, their level of confidence in you would grow, that you would give them a revelation of who you are, of what you're capable of, of your power, your consistent faithfulness. And we're just, our confidence, God, is not in our ability to do the things that you say, but in your ability to uphold your word. That even when we're faithless, that you remain faithful because the Bible says you can't deny yourself. So Father, we love you. We trust you. Our faith, our confidence, our hope is not in us. It's not in our friends. It's not in our families, our homes, our school, our, our, our jobs, our sports. It's, it's not in any of that. Father, our faith and our trust is in you. So Jesus, we love you. We trust you. It's in all of these things that we pray in your name. Amen.